fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Every single one of you. I mean, and I'm not just talking about these last 60 minutes. I'm talking about the quarterback schools, the mini camp, the off-season, the training camp, down in Austin when it was hot and you were tired. Everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports, an official Off the Ball Network production. Uh, this is 15 Minutes On, Hard Knocks, Dallas Cowboys, Episode 2, and I'm with my partner tonight again, uh, A.B. A.B., how's it going this week? It's going well. It's a pleasure to be back on talking about Hard Knocks today. Yeah, it was a good show, man. It was a good show. So, Definitely. once again, every. Yeah, every time I do a fifteen minutes, everybody knows. Like we did, we just kind of jump into it. So we're not gonna we're not gonna waste the listeners' time. We're just gonna get down to brass tacks. My first question I sent you this week: the show opens up, and it's another you know it's another highlight of Zeke being Zeke. You know what I mean? He's 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 joking. He's he's goofing off. And I, once again, I tell everybody I'm judging this show based on what I see, not someone that's at Dallas Cowboys practice. But my, my first question was. Um, at some point, like I just had, is he, is he a clown? I, I, I just got to know because I told you before the show, uh, to me, it kind of feels like this guy's coming off a, you know, a, either a two Super Bowl, you know, MVPs or whatever. Like he's, he's built up this clout to do whatever he wants. And then my thing is like, he had less than a thousand yards last year. I know, you know, things were different. But but the truth is, he, he took the money. He's supposed to be a linchpin in this organization. And so far, all I've seen him do is eat sunflower seeds and tell jokes. So I want to ask you as an analyst and a Cowboys fan, um, you know, is, is, is he is he a clown or is this just what we get to see? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. He's always kind of been that uh, uh, mischievous type of player on the, on the Dallas Cowboys. It's never been like something real bad or nothing like that in, in certain factors, but I think that's just his way of relaxing and stuff like that. And he's encouraging teammates and stuff and all that stuff. But <laughs> I think he's a good, I do. I think he's a good teammate. I mean, I, I, you know, believe me, I, nobody, I loved him as much as everybody when he was at Ohio State. So I'm not, I'm not bashing, but I just, there's, there's just a seriousness that at some point I need to see because this guy's going into year six and running backs basically have nine years of, you know, really. So to me, I just, there's a sense of urgency. It may be right. Uh, the, everybody's always said he's a different cat. This is how he does it. He, this, this might just be his way of winding down. He's enjoying it, but I just, I guess a part of me feels like he hasn't earned, earned this. But um, once again, I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, this is just what, nice what I'm, what I'm picking. And, and, and I said it last week, there's nothing wrong with these dudes being chill and enjoying what they do. But it just seems like every week, it feels like they're trying to tell me, like, oh, here's how much fun this guy is. And if I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan coming off a season when we couldn't make the playoffs in the worst division of football, I'm like, no, 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 I need, I need, I need to see Zeke not just encouraging players but helping. Um, and I know they're not going to show us all that, but um, I just – you're the perfect person to ask this question, you know. Yeah, I think the other factor into last year, I don't want to stick too on it, uh, but is – his offensive line was all beat up last year. If his offensive line is fully healthy, he's not uh, for, uh, being the the bell cow running back he is. 
it's time to move on. But if he's still doing the same, going back to the old production, I don't have no problem with him chewing sunflowers and nothing like that, screaming and yelling and having a party. <laughs> that, hey, that's fair enough, man. And 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 again, he he does look good on the field. He's he looks explosive. He looks like he's in shape. And I don't I don't know about wearing these like this sweatshirt and stuff. That's a whole other thing. Like I don't know how much that helps you. Sweating more doesn't necessarily lean you up. But whatever, Zeke, you uh, do you. So it's cool. And so then um, I put something on there, like just a couple moments in the show. I love the chess game between uh, Parsons and uh, uh, Danucci. Uh, yeah. you're, you're apparently the starting quarterback at this point. Like this show had more Danucci probably than than anybody else. But uh, I thought the guy came off well. I love the chess game. You know, talking smack. I love to see. Um, if I'm being honest, I love to see a young guy like Parsons playing chess because that speaks to a certain fan, not necessarily me, but a certain fan who thinks that these guys are just dumb robots out there. Um, you know, he, he really knew what he was doing. There was a little bit of smack talking. Parsons cared. This He seems like one of these guys that just cares about everything. You know, the mentality we talk about. So I like the chess games. So, and we'll also just double that in with I love Parsons. So how, how do you feel about both of those things? It was fun, actually, to see it, like, like you were saying, like how some people say football players are nothing but dumb jocks. Like, it takes a lot of thought process when you're doing chess like that. Something I actually want to get into, but it, it's it's not like checkers. It's like you really got to plan stuff out. It just kind of is like how they are in football and stuff. Like, Absolutely. Any, like, basically what he he does, he competes in anything. I, I feel like if the janitor challenged him to the a sweep off, he would be there with <laughs> He like, let's go. <laughs> I I come I came away from it really like feeling good about him again. He he is absolutely already like, you know, one of the leaders on the defense. He really he and and when they, later in the episode when they're they're showing the you know, the preseason game and the practices and stuff against the Rams, he really seems to know what he's doing out there. Like I, he's just one of these guys I think he just processes information really quick. Uh, chess seems like the perfect game for him. Uh, I lo- I like his personality. Like I-, I know I talk about both sides of my mouth when I'm talking about Zeke and Parsons. I like it when it's Parsons as a rookie. If in five years from now, you know Dallas is mediocre and Parsons is still acting like this, then I'm going to have the same conversation. But as of now, I think Parsons is a home run for this team. Well, absolutely. Like the way he plays is like he's been. A- he's already a veteran. But then you forget that he's a rookie. This is he hasn't even he hasn't played on week one. <laughs> he hasn't played in two years. He didn't even play at Penn That's State crazy. last year. <laughs> I mean, this dude is ready to go. I like the shots of his mom. I'm, I've already learned to like really. I'm really attached to his mom, and I'm cheering along with her. And the in the she's up in the nosebleed section. I'm like, come on, let's, let's, come on. <laughs> Let, let's let's move this lady down a few rows, man. Like, but I think it's cool that she just you know she goes up there, she sits down, they show her cheering on. I I really like that stuff because you know she she just enjoying it. Uh, speaking of, you know, we'll spin into this real quick. Speaking of enjoying it, um, let's talk about the uh, the Kimura, Kimura story. I think I pronounced that right. I, yeah, you I don't, Okay, because I don't want to get him confused with Alvin. But, um, you know, they were showing, they showed his family there. I know you wanted to touch on the uh, Kimura story a little bit. Uh, the young man, uh, originally from the Ivory Coast, he's made his way to the NFL now. Uh, you know, they talked about all that. So let, let, let's, uh, I'll just let you kind of just talk about what you liked about that storyline a little bit. I definitely uh, love the storyline and stuff, but like every year in Hard Knocks, they'll have that that guy that's just trying to make it on the team. Like he's the try hard and 
he's an undersized defensive end, uh, edge rush. He's like 235, just trying to make a play and just try to be on the team. Because last year he was, uh, I think, was hurt for the whole season. And this is an opportunity. Like, he's basically in this long list of defensive ends and he's just trying to get his name out there. And that's and you can see he loves the game of football. And he, he had the opportunity this preseason against the Cards and made a play, but it got called back. It's like, dang, can, can this kid get a chance? Yeah, that was a, that was a cool story. I, I, something else I'll, I'll take away from that. I, I liked his story, obviously. Like, you know, that's a true rags to riches, you know, coming from a refugee from the Civil War and the Ivory Coast to the NFL. Not that that's like the, the goal – you know, like that, not that that means you've succeeded, but it still shows that you've persevered and, and you've obviously, you know, fought through barriers and stuff, whether it's language or anything else. Thought it was really cool. I also, once again, was, um, I was really high on Dan Quinn and how he handled that game and how competitive the coaching staff handled. They were showing the preseason game. It came down to a, you know, a game winning field goal by Arizona. You know, that you talk about the penalty that, you know, negated Kamora's strip sack and how much they cared. So I really, once again, as just if I'm a team fan, I'm like, that's exactly how much I want a team to care, you know, at the end of the game. So I, I thought that was pretty cool, you know, considering it was a preseason game and all. That's another thing. Is like they, they take every play now yeah, just like it's week one or even in the playoffs type of thing. That, like that's good to see from both the coaches and the players. Yeah, I agree too. Now, once I we did it last week, I still am not I still am not totally on board with this like I'm from Pittsburgh, Mike McCarthy coaching style, blah 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 stuff that he does. I really am not. You know what I mean? Like they they just beat you over the head with like, well, you know, I'm I'm old school, blah blah blah. Like we don't need like to me, I I don't need old school. I need I need new school. I need I need modern stuff. I need you to figure stuff out. And I know a lot of that's just how the camera's showing. It's not that, but I just once again didn't buy into this whole like I don't know just just this this mentality. But it's probably because I live so near to that area, so I'm around a lot of those people that still think that you know, every year when the Pittsburgh Steelers get a running back, it's Franco Harris. You know what I mean? Like kind of yeah. stuck in that mindset. So to me, it, it as a new age guy, and everybody knows how much I hate running backs, like <laughs> some of that just doesn't play well. But it's probably just because I live around so many of them. So how, how just over, just real quick, how did you feel about Mike McCarthy coming out of this episode? It's just kind of the same uh, like last week. He's definitely one of the old school-minded head coaches. I kind of hope that doesn't get he doesn't get himself stuck in his old ways the whole season. Like you gotta open open up your horizons, and that's what I hope that he does. Because that's the way he got out of Green Bay because he kept sticking to his old ways. Like you got to branch out. Like yeah, and that's and I the, said that NFL was evolving. Yeah, and I said that when he went to the Cowboys. So. Enough, enough about McCarthy. So let's talk a little bit about two things. We'll talk about how much fun it was to see the practice. We talked about it, just like how fun we saw the inter-squad practice between the Cowboys and the Rams. Um, I thought the camera work was great. I thought the oh. music was great. I thought the uh, – the, you said it, you know, the slow motion stuff was great. But I thought that was really cool. Of course they were going to get in a fight, and I said oh. this on my notes. I, I loved it. I think the Cowboys needed it. I think they needed to come to earth and be like, this team is really good. That's Aaron Donald. That's one of the best teams in the league. They were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. 
Um, we need to come. This is a team that we they absolutely have to get past, whether it's by beating enough teams or whether it's by beating them directly. The Cowboys have to go through the Rams in some sort of way. So how do you feel about the uh, inter-squad practice between the Cowboys and Rams? Dude, I loved it. And uh, <laughs> we just talked about it. It was like they didn't put the camera on the Rams. They're kind of like the secondary cast, like coming here, try to uh, try to act like they're going to bully somebody. But it like the Cowboys fall back. That's that's what we as Cowboys fans wanted to see last year. Like when somebody's shoving an, another uh, one of our players, they come back. They're like the whole team, like what? Like almost every player, if you see a Ram shoving uh, one of the Cowboys players, they're like three or four coming at him and stuff. And like, uh, I, it kind of rolls my eyes every time coaches get involved. I understand, but it just like, <laughs> come on, just <laughs> it's just part of the game. Like, yeah, like, I thought like, it was good. Uh, I, I thought I, I just I enjoyed that, and plus we didn't get to see that last year because of the you know the the restrictions in the summertime. So it was just cool to see there's fans there get to cheer it on. You know, it's not it's not actual fighting. Nobody's trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. I love I love kind of just how they touched on like Aaron Aaron Donald to those guys was like this. Uh, he's like Godzilla out there when they're talking about him. Yeah, uh, I, I just thought I thought all that was pretty cool, but. I agree with you. They didn't focus on the Rams. It, you know, it wasn't about the Rams. It was still about the Cowboys the whole time. I really like that. So another thing, speaking of coming away with this episode, I came away. I, I, I like Dak more. I like he got to throw. I just – this guy – you you I don't think he can fake what what's coming across on what's coming across through the screen is that he really 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 seems to care and be determined and want to be out there and I just this is two weeks in a row to where I've come away being like I I will take that guy's I would take it I'm a Miami fan a Dolphins fan I will take the heck is my quarterback tomorrow if I could so uh um you know once again how, how'd you feel about Dak coming away from this because obviously he's a huge storyline this season Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, he's even though he's hurt, he's not over there pouting about, I can't get to play. He's over there encouraging his teammates. Kind of going back to the Rams after Connor Williams got to that scuffle with Aaron Donald, he's over there encouraging him, hey, good work, good work, and all that. And rooting on each one of his offensive linemen. He's like, he'll sing it like, he'll like, he'll see something like, hey, good job what you just did there and there and there. That's the type yeah. of quarterback you want to you to, to be there with you. Yeah, he seems like the true leader of the team. And uh, one last thing I wanted to run by you. You know, they talked a lot about C.D. Lamb and how good he looks. Uh, they, you know, they showed the clip of Michael Urban talk, Michael Irvin, sorry, talking to Jerry Jones about how good he thought he looked as an 88. And then they showed all the highlights, which, of course, we talked about. Receiver highlights are going to look great, especially in slow motion, because these guys are freaks now. Obviously, C.D. Lamb's a gifted athlete and a good receiver. But here was the question I put to you. If if Lamb looks this good in practice and in preseason, does that give you any concerns about the secondary, or as a, or do you separate those two and you just like CD is going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL? I think uh, CD is definitely going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL okay. for years coming. But think I still worry about the secondary. They're still young. That's what I take into the fact. I'm like these guys are still learning the NFL. But there is veterans involved, like Maurice Kennedy is stepping up in the big nickel. But you have Nashawn Wright as a rookie. You have Kelvin Joseph as a rookie. And then you got Trayvon Diggs as his first year year one. Like, you got a bunch of young guys on this team that are still developing as 
to try to solidify their name in this in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I know CD is going to be a great player, but I I just always say that if if one side of the ball looks really good, you have to make sure that that's that's not because the other has deficiencies. And I think that I think it might be seventy five twenty five right now. Um, you know, we'll see. You won't know till the season starts. With the secondary, you just don't know till the season starts because even in that practice, like yeah, it looks like Zeke breaks a fifty yard run, but that's because you're not going to tackle. You know what I mean? That's just the way these things go in practices and stuff. Um, coaches know how to look at it, but, you know, when you're just looking at it on tape, you might get a little overexcited by one-hand catches in the end zone. But then if you break it down, it you got to find out whose fault it was. I guess that's oh. what I'm getting at. So I just thought that was interesting to come up. So, all right, A.B., we did it again, man. Um, I, I know it's crazy. It's a whirlwind. Um, you know, this was, this was episode two. Did a good job. I thank you for coming on. Uh, you want to tell anybody where they can find you right now? Hey, y'all can check me out on Twitter at Aaron B nine zero one. And if I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm actually going to be coming out an article soon for off the ball network, probably nice. taking some takes on hard knocks. So y'all go check that out. And I'm, that's all I got for y'all. Absolutely. Thanks, AB, for being on. I'm Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports. Uh, you, you know, you can find me anywhere you find your podcast. And check out OffTheBallNetwork.com for everything we're doing. And we will see you next week for the episode three of Hard Knocks, Dallas Cowboys. And that's it. Thanks, Aaron. And uh, we're out.